This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again, I say rejoice. But if I had a title this morning, or if I was going to title the message this morning for you, it would be entitled, See Yourself Through God's Eyes. Or Seeing Yourself as God Sees You. So oftentimes as we journey through life, if we're not careful, we get tripped up on viewing ourselves as others see us instead of how God sees us. So let's let's go into the Word today and let's see what God says, how He sees us, what He thinks about us, and who we really are when we capture the vision of how God sees us. Turn with me to Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. Genesis chapter 1. Verse 27. I'm going to read to you this morning out of the King James Version. I love the King James Version because it's very poetic. But I love all the other transactions that we have. And Kelly and I during our Bible studies in the evening time together, we use the Passion, we use uh, the uh, Message Bible, and all different ones. We'll, we'll pull out a scripture that we're studying on and we'll, we'll get it out of different translations, and it adds so much more to, to that. But as I'm ministering this morning, I'm going to be working with you and teaching alongside of you this morning out of the King James. Verse 27, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. So right off of the bat, in the very beginning, <coughs> Of the creation, it says that he he didn't just he didn't just kind of throw us together. He created us in his image and in his likeness. So that right there alone should be able to start establishing within our lives and in our hearts and our mind, our spirit, who we are, what we're made of. In the image, say that with me, in the image, in the image. And, the and the likeness of God. Now turn with me over to 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4, verse 17. It reads like this, Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness, in the day of judgment. Say boldness with me. Because as he is. Maybe I read that wrong. As he is. So are we. Every once in a while. When I feel like it. So as he is. So are we. In this world. He didn't say, I want you to wait till you get in heaven. He said, I want 
you you be like me while you're here. The scripture says that we're to pattern our lives after Jesus Christ. Did not Jesus pattern his life after this body? Well, what did he do? Let's, let's just kind of touch base here. The Bible says that he raised the dead. Open blinded eyes. Heal the sick. Now think about that for just a moment. Do you see yourself as God sees you? Because he said he wants you to do and to be on earth as he is and pattern yourself after the son Jesus. Now I don't know if you're dealing with an inferior complex, but that should eliminate some of it. Well, I'm, I'm, you don't understand where I'm from. Well, you know, this, the scripture says, and we'll get to that in a moment. I don't want to jump too far ahead. But the Bible says that you're not only created in the image and likeness of God and that you're to be like him on earth, but it also says something about you being some kind of a hood. A royal priest. Now, my dad would say, you can be a royal priesthood and live in the hood. It don't matter where you live. You're still a royal priesthood. So we must see ourselves as he sees us. And what he sees in our capability of doing. The world will say to you, in order to be great and to to, to be able to not feel inferior in life or to be able to recognize the goodness in others that you have to excel in life. Now, there's nothing wrong with excelling. There's nothing wrong with success. <coughs> God is a God of success. God is a God of wealth. God wants us to succeed. But the world says that you have to Drive a very nice car if you're going to be looked at and to feel like that you fit in with society. It says that you have to have a big house. Well, no wrong with having a big house. Kelly and I had the privilege of living in an over million dollar house on our tour in Florida down in Heathrow, Florida. We had the mafia or whoever it was next door to us, didn't we, maybe? Driving up in limos and machine guns. We had baseball players that had four and five dollar, uh, four and five million dollar mansions right next to us. Nothing wrong with having those kind of things. I enjoyed staying there. Big indoor heated swimming pool. I loved it. In January and February, going swimming in the warmth. God, God loves that. He, he's not opposed to that. He wants you to have the good thing. The world says that you've got to wear the, fat, the latest fashions of clothes. I started to wear this morning my regular old sweatpants and sweat t-shirt to try to drive on the boy. <laughs> but my wife. <laughs> but she let me get by with my $10 Walmart shoes. <laughs> See, it's not what you have. It's who you are. And what you have doesn't make who you are. 
until you realize who you are in God. That's all that matters. You know, I, when I think about having some of these nice things and, 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 and being in nice places, you know, Kevin's got a, a, a very expensive watch. I don't know how many jewels and diamonds is on it, like $17,000. Well, when she wears that, that doesn't define her. Just because she got one and she didn't buy it, somebody gave it to her. See, these things that, that we think that we've got to have in order to, to be what God wants us to be or to fulfill the plan of God, forget it. It's not important. It's not what you wear. It's not the home you live in or the car that you have. And, and I love nice cars. When we're going down the road, we take trips and stuff. Kelly usually has a nice car. She lets me ride in it. I drive an old pickup truck. But I work out of it. I don't go to work in my fancy shoes or boots. They're work boots. What I'm wearing to work doesn't define me. In fact, if you look at me, you think, well, there's just an old hard-working Joe. And that's what I am. It's not the money that you make that defines you. It's your relationship with Jesus Christ. It's you coming to the place where you are comfortable in your own skin because you know who you are in God. And you know that God made you not junk, but He made you a masterpiece because He made you in the image and the likeness of Himself. When you see yourself through the eyes of God, it changes Everything is about you. So let's see how God sees you. The scripture says that you're a son and a daughter of God. Now, think about this for just a moment. Not just a son and daughter of a God. The God. Can I tell you a little If you don't know, can I, can I tell you a little bit about my dad? Well, my dad, he's, uh, he's doing pretty good financially. He, he kind of got so much that he's paved his streets with gold. His walls are jasper. And he's got a mansion. Not just for me, but for you. And I have the same daddy you've got. And I think of that saying, who's your daddy? You got five minutes, I can tell you. You have the same daddy. And he wants you to tap into who he is and who he's made you to be. Because when you know who he is, then you know who you are. When you realize what he has, then you begin to realize that those good things that I talked about, he wants us to have. But we've got to have the right mentality to obtain those, to use them for his glory, that he gets the glory out of it. He sees you as sons and daughters. A royal priesthood. The wisdom of the ages lives in you. The wisdom of the ages lives in you. You're somebody. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm somebody. I am somebody. You're bursting with God's favor. You have unique gifts. You know, you, you have gifts and talents that I don't have. I have gifts and talents that you don't have. 
But when we combine our gifts and talents together and use them according to the purpose and the plan of God, boy, what an awesome orchestration of sound that, and that, we, that we make as we come together with our gifts and our talents. Amen. You're anointed. The Bible says that Jesus was the anointed one. Well, where does that anointed one live? Bible says he lives in you. Uh, if you're born again. Thank you're anointed. You, Look at your neighbor and say, I am anointed. Oh, come on now. You're going to have to put something into it. Now, now don't look at your neighbor and say, I'm anointed. <laughs> I want you to give them, try to convince them. I am anointed. I am anointed. There you go. You are his radiant bride. You all ought to be feeling real good about yourself by now. You're full of His glory. Thank you, are His masterpiece. Praise God. Thank you. You know what that does? That makes it to where you don't have to wear your mask anymore. Because you don't think you are anything. Take the mask off. Because God does not make junk. God made you in perfection. Yes, he did. Just like himself. Yes, he did. I'm going to say it again. You are somebody. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> you know what that will make you do? It will make you change the way he gives you a little slack. Swag. <laughs> I may not know how to say it. It will change the way you talk. It'll change what you listen to. Yes. It'll change who you listen to. It'll change the company you keep. Not that you're better than them, but you don't want them to try to pull you down. Don't frown. Pulls everybody down. It'll bring, take a frown off your face and put a smile on your face. When you know who you are. It changes everything about your life. <laughs> when you see yourself as God sees you. I love that part. You guard what you listen to. And you guard <coughs> what you listen to. When I get in Kelly's car, she's got it on Rick and Bubba for in the morning. Y'all listen to Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Well, there's a few of us. And she's got it on Caleb and another station, 93 point something. What's it called? Joy. Joy. So when she goes down the road, she's making sure that she's filling her mind, her ears, and her heart with things of the Father. Now, there's nothing wrong with listening to secular music as long as that music is building you up in a way that doesn't degrade you in any way. I like that. Stand uh, 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 uh. Well, you say, well, you can't do it. No, I'm no John DeVoto. But you know what? Whoever it was with the BG. <coughs> but I still like the tune. And I like the... You see what I'm saying? And God is a God of love and he loves love songs. I like the little song that talks about, and I, and I call Kelly when I hear it, if I happen to hear it when I'm in the shopping, going shopping or something, how they play music over the intercom. 
and I'll hear a little music or something. And when I hear Sweet Baby Jane singing, when she gives her that cute little pout, turns me inside out because I love you. And I'll call her up. I just want to let you know when you give me that cute little pout, you turn me inside out. Baby, I love you. <coughs> Does God have a problem with that? No. You see, you can enjoy life. You can enjoy living life. And still be focusing yes. on the Father. But you just got to be sensitive to the things that you're listening to. <coughs> who you're listening to. That it doesn't tear you down. Or doesn't separate you. Amen. From who you are in God. Amen. So when you see yourself as God sees you. It changes everything about you. You have been created in the image and likeness of God. And you to be as he is in this world. Because you're a master. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.